0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another delicious episode of the Quickie Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins. Thanks for spending some time here with me and my wonderful guest today. Hey, speaking of my guest today, today on the show, I've got Bryce Reyes. He's a designer straighter. Yeah, you heard that right. Designer straighter out of Corona, California. During this episode, we talk about how he was the youngest of six kids, all from a tiny little apartment. He tells us how he used to write and illustrate adventure stories. See where we're going? A little bit of creative in there, right? Mm -hmm. Bryce actually almost gave up on college, but there was something that got him back. He tells us what that is in this episode. He then also shares with us the last-ditch class that showed him design is a real job, y'all. Design is a real job. Bryce tells us about the t-shirt artwork that really influenced him and a review that he received from one of his past bosses and what that caused for him. Was it good? Was it bad? I don't know. Gotta listen. He then shares with us the Rescue Mission Project. You heard that right. The Rescue Mission Project that he was a part of and why he is so proud of it. This episode is full of all kinds of stories from Bryce's life and his journey to the creative field. It might relate to yours or it might not, but it might bring you perspective, some deep perspective. Ladies and gentlemen, let's stop messing around and get right to it. My wonderful guest today, Mr. Bryce Reyes. Here we go.
1: Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30
0: minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? Bryce, welcome to the Quickie Podcast, man. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm doing all right. It's a really nice day out, so it's pretty cool. Terrific. Whereabouts in the world are you, man? You know what? Right now I'm in uh, Corona, California. Uh, Corona, I- California. <laughs> yeah. Corona. Crown Town, USA. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. Corona, California. Now, how many people, when you say that to them, they go, Is that like a, are you being sarcastic, like off the coronavirus? <laughs> like what
1: it was? No, that's exactly it. <laughs> <So> this, is, <laughs> this is the epicenter. Excellent. This is where it all began. So it so
0: all started. First, it was the beer. Yeah. And then it was just, who exactly. knows. Exactly. I, I feel bad. Um, <laughs> awesome. Well, before we get this, uh, before we get too deep here, Bryce, are you ready for a quickie?
1: I'm always ready for a quickie.
0: Perfect. Well, I'm going to kick it over <laughs> to you now. Briefly tell the listeners about yourself.
1: Well, um 35, uh, graphic designer. I guess I'm a little bit more <laughs> good, something else than that. Um, but 35, born and raised in Orange County. So I was uh, born in that kind of a surf skate culture is huge. Yeah. Um, when I was growing up, it was like big time, like Tony Hawk Pro Skater and like Kelly Slater and all that stuff. And it's that OC remember, vibe. Dude, it was, it was a heavy OC vibe. Um, but since I grew up in like an old town, like Orange is like an old town. And it's like where that thing you do is filmed, um, and other like kind of cool, awesome films are for made there. And and so kind of had like this um, development of all things nostalgic. Like, mm-hmm. and so, so it's kind of funny in the in the midst of OC where everything's like uh, so cutting edge and and like uh, everything's kind of plastic. And I, I kind of like the old and the dirty and like the uh, kind of the used and uh, the macabre or something like that. I like all that old stuff um, because that town like it has like ghosted signs it looks like you're dropped in the middle of the midwest so it's kind of a a special place you know um that it's like people like this is here like i didn't know this was here like um so it's it's a unique little spot that i'm like and it's kind of fortunate that i grew up there i'm like i remember playing frisbee in the in like in the main circle area like where now it's like a hustle and bustle it's like so gentrified and fun and uh Mm -hmm. but it's it's kind of a i don't know it's a cool place where i grew up
0: yeah, and you were in the center area, just playing frisbee back as a kid. You know, not much going on around
1: you. Yeah, there was there was nothing going on. Like <laughs> it was like a ghost town. It shut down by like four o'clock because it was like all antique stores and stuff like that. <laughs> so people were like, get out here. I'm like, oh, it's not here. Let's let us play.
0: <laughs> oh man, that's like the area that I'm from, where there used to be. We used to be surrounded by woods, like just trees yeah. and creeks and all kinds of things, and it's just slowly eroded away to you know, these developments and things like that, where, where they're maintaining a fair amount of the green space. But when you look at a certain area and you're like, I used, that used to be all forest and I used to play there. Mm. And now it's homes.
1: I remember there was like a field in the the back of my, like right near our house. And like, Mm -hmm. where we would go shoot BB guns and stuff like that. Now it's like, there's a whole housing development. I'm like, Oh, it's kind of, it's kind of sad. Yeah.
0: You can't (laughs) shoot BB guns there now.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Hey, Mrs. Wilson, or something like that. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, Bryce, I want to kick this back further, and I want to ask you a little bit about your childhood. Now, do you feel that you had a creative childhood? You know, out there shooting BB guns, and did, <laughs> that, did that childhood sort of lead you down this creative path?
1: Um like yes and no like I feel like childhood it, I feel like everybody kind of has to some degree uh, barring any like really unforeseen events has a creative childhood because um especially growing up like nothing was as instant as it is now um mm-hmm. but for me growing up like i uh, am I'm I'm the youngest of six kids um and we lived in a two bedroom apartment in in orange and so we were kind of like roach, roaches in a little apartment um <laughs> uh, packed in and so creativity really was the name of the game like how do you fit people into this room Uh, How are we going to do dinner? How are we going to get from A to B? So everything had to be creative, really. Um, But one thing that really stuck out particularly to me was when I was a kid, um, we didn't have too much money for books. And so my mom and I would write stories together and, about little things like walking to the grocery store and we turned it into an adventure and she'd write the stories and have me illustrate them. And she'd make oh. them into these little books that she'd stable together. And I, I have a couple of them still somewhere <laughs> nestled. Nice. Um, but it's one of those things where like, I get a little choked up just thinking about it, how um, she would turn these in situations that could be bleak, you know, and could be like um, sad. And she just was like, no, oh, let's make something fun out of it. And be creative with it, and um, th- I think that definitely trickled into my wantingness to be creative.
0: Definitely. So did you have an aunt, an uncle, a family member or somebody around you that was already in that sort of design illustration field that could show you what the ropes were like, or did this just kind of happen through a guidance counselor? Like how did you go from illustrating stories um, you know as a kid to <laughs> I'm pursuing graphic design as a career?
1: It's like, it, there was not nearly as many resources as there are today. And, like Dribble didn't exist. YouTube didn't exist. And like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, there's a lot of like guesswork and like what even graphic design was for me. Um, I, in college or in high school, even I was like, uh, I don't know what, I guess, like, I don't know what I wanted to be. I didn't really have any direction. I just knew that I drew logos like crazy. For I just drew logo. Like remember in eighth grade with a white, white, um, what's it called? The liquid pen the liquid uh, eraser thing that the, the white out and yeah. drawing like logos uh, on my on my binders and stuff like that in my backpack because because i just liked how they looked i like what they represented and then in the high school i got into like album work and like i really like afi i don't know if you know if afi who <laughs> but i was totally into them so i'd recreate their drawings of their of their album covers and then like when i got into college that it it kind of just all fell apart it was like there was nothing there. And, um, I failed three straight semesters, like all like just straight up semester one, semester two, semester three. And I was right on the cusp of going, you know, what? I'm just going to hang this up like college education. That's really not my bag. Um, and I was just going to like settle <laughs> to be, um, a telephone pole, uh, repair man, they call them like linemen or something like that. Yeah. And, um, and was, and I mentioned that to somebody that, um, well, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to do this, and then it's like, I don't know, you should do that. You should try it one more time. And then she told her mom about it. She's like, hey, Bryce is kind of thinking about dropping out, and and she's like, hey, let's just have him over and see see how this goes, and maybe we can talk about it a bit or something like that. And so um, <laughs> she's, I was like, look, I don't have any more money. I kind of burned out my financial aid. I got nothing left in the tank. Um, how, like, so I can't keep going to school if I can't afford it. She's like, well, I'll, I'll cover your your semester. I was like. Well, yeah that's Whoa. cool like like that like again I, I don't have money for the books like so I, I don't have a job right now I'm like doing a lot of volunteer work over here and so she's like I'll, I'll pay for your books too I was like oh, okay that's really really nice um but again like I'm volunteering so I don't have transportation I don't have food I don't have ways to do all this stuff she's like I'll pack you a lunch I'll coordinate your schedules to to get with uh, the same as, as my daughter here so you can make sure you get to school on time and you'll have everything you need and I'm just like How do you say no? Yeah, fine. I guess I'll do this. (laughs) Right? Like, geez. Damn it, lady. Do what you want. (laughs) Exactly. And um, that first semester going back, I went to um, Orange Coast College in uh, Costa Mesa and I took my first intro to graphic design class there so what was the stuff
0: you were doing in college when you're like okay this really isn't for me this is just not where I want to go
1: it was just random general stuff just it's general like stuff. general stuff like oh biology okay I took biology before I don't know like uh, just random junk like math again like more math okay cool like <laughs> you know what I mean um because I just didn't have any direction I had no compass and so yeah. when i when I took that first course i was that was light bulbs for me I was like whoa wait a minute people, hold on, you're telling me that people make money for this stuff? Like, no, (laughs) nobody makes money doing this stuff. Nobody Nobody makes makes, money drawing. Nobody makes money drawing uh, skateboards and posters and t-shirts. Nobody can make money doing that, right? So, like, I, like, beelined it to, like, the resource center or something like that at the college. And, like, I was going through the books. I was like, okay, there's, like, um, like, accountant and businessman and, like, doctor. And then I get to, like, this little sliver of a book, <laughs> it's like graphic design, <laughs> like, wait a minute, is this exists. like, thumbing through the book. I was like, wait, you can make money doing this, wait a minute, like, this is real, like, and so that totally like pumped me up. And I was like, okay, this is awesome. Like, I didn't know you can make money and draw at the same time. This is so yeah. cool uh because i grew up like loving like calvin and Hobbes and like all i look forward to so much like the the sunday paper and so i was like you can draw and make money this is awesome like (laughs) this is like kismet man this is the this is it
0: (laughs) man what a rad moment you go from drawing and illustrating as a kid and really having an appreciation for illustration and when you decide it's like okay lady i'll go back to school i'll do this semester did you just randomly pick intro to graphic design
1: yeah it was one of those things i was like uh this sounds because i read the like back in the day came in my book in the last magazine's this kind of almost a zine classes (laughs) where they try to like sell you on each course and i was like looking through it's like that kind of sounds cool like drawing with the computer because it was like like illustrator like cs1 or something like that it was something like super super rudimentary stuff and um i was like this is this sounds kind of cool i don't know um i'll take that you know like it's not on my dive kind of thing. like <laughs> arrogance, right? Like, uh, yeah. 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 You're uh, I was like, okay, that sounds cool. Like might as well take a drawing class while I can afford it. And, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how that went. Yeah, and, this,
0: um, yeah. This lady wants me to go back to college. I'm just taking a drawing course.
1: Yeah. Like I took that like, that some creative writing class. I was like, yeah, this is cool. <laughs> um, yeah. But subsequently, like actually the, the following semester, I was able to pay her back uh, yeah. for all the stuff that she did for me. And Super cool lady.
0: And from that point on, it was graphic design that just lit your fire.
1: <clears throat> I was, I was in, I was in, I was like, okay, this is awesome. I can do this now. Like I can get this because it, and it, like the first assignment, we had to illustrate like a fishbowl in, in illustrator. And I I was like, that's it. And so, like, I added, like, a scuba man, like, swimming in the water and, like, the fish, like, in, like, a harpoon and stuff like that. Like, I had all this scene. And I'm, like, looking at other people. And I'm, like, wait, you guys just did the bowl? Like, <laughs> you didn't want to populate it with stuff? Like, what's going yeah. on here? Like, yeah, put some stuff in that bowl. Put stuff. It, nobody just has a fish bowl. <laughs> <laughs> the fish in it.
0: You know, kidding. So, along this journey, Bryce, what stands out as the most influential design of your life so far? Something that you just saw and has stuck with you since?
1: Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, there's a handful of things for sure. I mean, the town the of orange was like this big thing for me for sure. Cause there was so like, especially now, like I, I value heritage stuff so much more and like the history of design and unearthing stuff. Uh, but at the time it was, um, things like, um, album artwork for sure was, it was a huge proponent of, of mine. Um, and, uh, I think, <laughs> uh, randomly enough, um, I remember, super vivid memories of do you remember like the tnc surf um stuff from way back when um i had like the gorilla on there and um i forget there was like a guy like with a tiki mask on um but there's this like old tnc surf my brother had a shirt from that and i always stole it from him i always stole it from him even though he's six years older than me and i swam in that thing but I always stole it from him because I loved it so much. I was like, this is so cool. It's got the gorilla surfing. That's so cool. Gorillas don't surf normal. Right? But now he's surfing. This is cool.
0: <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yeah. I'm going to bring this up here on the screen. We'll see if I can do this. Yeah. Um, let me just see if I've got the right, I want to show this shirt so you can see what we got going on. Just make sure I got the right one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. That's, that's totally, it? Dude. That's not exactly the, sh- the shirt. Um, but it's definitely the same characters. And I remember looking them up like quasi recently looking like, how come they don't use these characters anymore? They, they were so cool. Um, and, uh, they had like ran out of licensing with this, with the artist, And I was like, that oh, dumb dumb thing, you do. uh, oh. but it's, it's pretty close. It's pretty close. It was on the back and I had the little TNC surf symbol on the chest. Um, yeah. but yeah.
0: And it was pink. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> it was pink. It was bright pink. The <laughs> yeah. boys. It's awesome, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. It was, I loved it. It was so cool. That's it was so like cool. mixed with, with, with things like of, like surf culture and also like illustration that was kind of different. That was palatable for a kid and it was definitely influential. Along with Calvin and Hobbes, like my, I would go to my grandpa's house every single Sunday. Every Sunday was grandpa's house. And um, he got the LA times and we only got the OC times. Nice. Um, but he had the LA times, but the LA times had Calvin and Hobbes in it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was like something I like immediately beelined it to his room where he had the paper and like flip, let me just go right to it every single Sunday. So
0: that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So who are some of the designers, Bryce, that you're looking up to now and maybe Mm -hmm. even some brands that you look up to now or closely following? What about them? Do you like,
1: well, um, right now it's, I'm looking up to people that are kind of furthering along in their career to some degree, um, Mm -hmm. where like, I'm looking up to like, chris doe the chutzpah um i really really love annie atkins um she's like a a a film graphic designer she does a lot of stuff for props and stuff like that a guy named joe road um which like uh, speaks into a lot of the stuff that i do he's an imagineer oh wow Uh, um and he's he's done a lot of creative work uh for the animal kingdom and stuff like that where and also uh the what's it called avatar area at the the what's called epcot or Wild, uh, wild animal kingdom um, because a lot of the work that I do for my nine to five at, at storyline studios is a lot of, um, a lot of it's themed attraction based and, mm-hmm. um, and having, knowing like the depth of storytelling visually that goes into that, like is, is pretty, pretty phenomenal. And what an awesome opportunity Joe road really like champions that big time.
0: That's cool. That's good. I haven't heard of Joe road before. I'm going to look that up and just sort of see what they got. Um, what do they
1: have yeah. spoken? Yeah, he's on the, if you have Disney Plus, he's on the uh what's it called? Imagineering uh, uh, Documentary. Is it's it really? Part. Yeah.
0: Okay, I know I've watched some of that because we have Disney Plus, but I'm going to have to take another look at it and put a face yeah. name.
1: He, he has like this, he's like a living Jack Sparrow kind of thing. He has like this like big like one-sided earring cluster thing that's kind of- Yes, cascade. okay,
0: I like, totally know who you're talking about yeah. now. I remember yeah, yeah. that guy from the documentary.
1: Yeah. That's him. <laughs> That's so cool. He's a
0: character. <laughs> all right, Bryce. Well, we're at the point of the show here where I'm going to bring up your Instagram on the screen here. And ooh, I'm going to randomly select. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> dust it off. We'll bring it up. We'll, I'm just going to randomly pick a couple of posts on here. Sure. And I want to hear the story behind them. I want to hear what went into them. I want to hear um, just what it was all about. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, man. I, lo- I love the retro style and some of this stuff.
1: It's a lot of fun, like, like like I said, like growing up in this old town. Like I kind of pull a lot of um, inspiration from things that are just old, you
0: know. Yeah, cool. Let's look at this one. Let's look at this one here,
1: dude. I love this one. Do? You? Yeah, awesome. I love, like I, I can't even tell you like the the feeling that I had designing this one. Um, okay, so, so
0: this is um, just to sort of give some context to people who yeah. are just listening. Um, the Millville.
1: Mm-hmm. did i say that right yeah millville yeah
0: millville meteor yeah okay
1: me so So the millville meteor um if any if anybody's like a baseball fan um the millville Meteor was a nickname for mike trout he's like one of the just all-star guys and in, in baseball and uh so the, i did this t-shirt with big flyco um which is a, a, a brand that, that i do i helped uh uh, angels play-by-play announcer victor rojas develop from the ground up um in this kind of lifestyle apparel brand and um we actually got to reach out to mike trout and say hey would it be cool if we used uh your nickname in this shirt and he's like yeah that sounds cool just don't ask me to sell it (laughs) (laughs) um which is totally cool and he's like he liked it and and that that, like it's like getting to to make a shirt for like a tiger woods or lebron james like it has that cadence to me because I love baseball so much, yeah. and being like, "Whoa, I just designed a shirt for like the one of the greatest like baseball players that's ever played the game!" Like, oh, the like face melted. So that's a little bit of the context of who the Millville Meteor even is. But so with this, I wanted to um, play like I really liked old fireworks packaging, right? Yeah. Like uh, from old fireworks, and so I wanted to kind of feel like this like fireworks package that was coming out and. Um, That uh, like it was shooting out of the, and it had like kind of this baseball that was kind of curling back because it's like revealing this meteor, like it's going so fast, it's rocketing um way out of here and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and the type, that kind of Superman-esque type, type where it's like this big and it's kind of curled on an arch and it's fading back with a little bit of dimensionality, like it just had all those like bells and whistles that um just kind of that feeling that I get even with that evokes the name Millville meteor. It sounds like oh, this is like a, a Roman candle or something like that. This is a very totally. similar type of uh, cadence to that.
0: It's like, this is how to be it. Yeah. And I love this whole illustration and how you have it spread out over a few different like Instagram tiles here. Um, but you have like this illustration or, or block shapes of a baseball or baseball, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, field. That's what I'm looking for. Like baseball arena. No, that's not right. It's not a baseball arena. It's, it's <laughs> baseball field there. Yeah.
1: It's just and, a baseball field.
0: Yeah. And the ball's just coming like out of that as if he basically just smacked that sucker out of there.
1: Exactly. And um, that, so that field's coming out of a New Jersey um, local ballpark that he used to play in. And then like the little star in those, like a little New Jersey, that's where he's from, New, Millville, New Jersey. And that's the little star. It's kind of like where it's kind of located. That's cool um, down here. Yeah. Just another homage to New Jersey. and He loves awesome. New Jersey too. So yeah.
0: That's such a wicked story, man. Um, yeah. The other one that stood out to me is this one here. This looks like a sort of beer label design. Tell me about this one.
1: Yeah. So 32 North, they're out of um, Miramar, California. Um, They do a lot of fun stuff. Um, So sunny, 75 and sunny. I mean, how quintessential California can that be? Um, (laughs) And that's, and that's what he wanted to is like, Hey, this is like that quintessential California look and feel. And so I wanted it to feel light and sunny and like really had that kind of San Diego kind of cadence to it. Um, And so like, I wanted to develop this kind of retro bouncy type that like had that seventies vibe to it. Yeah. You can see it there. Um, where it just looked like it was inflated <laughs> with the air pump, um, and this is max capacity. And, um, and he, uh, I was like, what else is like quintessential Southern California? It's gotta be a VW bus, vintage yeah. VW bus for sure. Um, some surfing is, uh, is also like paramount. And then in the, um, in the sides, you have the uh, Coronado bridge that kind of span the, the whole thing. Yeah. And, um, uh, as well as. Um, there's a, um, a lifeguard tower or not a lifeguard tower, sorry. Um, <clears throat> a, uh, a lighthouse, the lighthouse is on the far right-hand side of this one. Um, yeah. which, which is, uh, what's it called? Uh, point, the point Loma li- lighthouse that kind of connects that the, off the cliffs there. Um, yeah. And clouds and the really fun sunshine. <laughs> that, that, I just that's love the color.
0: Are, uh, I love the color happy. palette that's going on here.
1: It's it was a lot of fun to to do that color palette like how often you get to use pink <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah, not uh, enough not enough right and i think it's uh there's a lot of stigma to it but uh i think if you can play with it well and balance the colors right um there was a class i took on skill billion years ago uh, Brad Woodard um, put it on about color and um, beyond color theory, but like really playing with your tertiary colors and analogous colors, like orange, orange here and pink are kind of like a little analogous where you have something that's a high contrast of the orange with the Navy, Navy and blue are analogous. So there's like a really ha- a good harmony kind of playing here, um, at least from a color balance standpoint, but you get to really explore that here um, with that color palette without fear of some of the stigma of using pink. Cause you, you're able to pair it well with an orange.
0: I love that, man. And you, so these are obviously printed or was this directly yep. for cans?
1: Um, so they are, I think they're um, okay, I, shrink wrapped. Yeah. So, um, the, they print them on like a label and then they shrink wrap them to the cans. Awesome. Yeah. Man, oh, that's and a his cool dog, one. His dog is actually in the driver's seat there. that's awesome I just can can you put my wife's dog in there
0: yeah, sure (laughs) can you put my wife's dog in there that's so awesome I
1: mean you got to do what she says (laughs) yeah exactly
0: you got to listen to the boss let's be honest exactly (laughs) yeah for sure awesome thanks so much for sharing those Bryce so yeah um, it's time to get into some of the tough stuff I got a couple of tough questions here that take you down part of your career where you've likely made some mistakes learned some lessons (laughs) and I want to pull those stories out of you (laughs) and share those with the listeners After that, we'll turn it around and we'll finish up in a happy place. So that's <laughs> <Sounds> good, <laughs> Bryce. What has been the most challenging period of time in your design career so far? Why was that challenging, and how did you get through that?
1: Wow, uh, there's there's been a handful of challenges for sure. As as anybody has challenges in their career, um, but one that sticks out straight out to mind was, um, I remember one time I was getting like like lit up on a review on for my boss, and he was like just just Digging into me pretty deep. And I, I kind of was walking away from that, like, man, like, th- what did I do wrong? What 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 did I do there? And then somebody came alongside me and was like, hey, are you all right? That kind of was a little rough, like around the edges there. Like he kind of just really laid into you. And then at that moment, I kind of took a pause and I said to myself, and I said, I'm like, Shh, take a deep breath. I was like, you know what? I did the best I could with the amount of time and the amount of information that I was given. And all the feedback that he gave me. Was things that I didn't know about, so I feel okay now knowing that all that stuff and all that intensity was geared toward information that I had no privy to. So mm-hmm. I'm able to kind of swallow that and take that one on the head and going, you know, I'm, I'm okay. You know, I'm okay even though that feedback was rough. Like I'm okay because I did the best that I could, mm-hmm. and and that's kind of something that I, I kind of take into um, when when I'm kind of faced with similar challenges is like what am I doing within my own power. What am I doing that's I can actually control versus outside sources that I can't control? And why am I trying to control those sources? Mm-hmm. Um, because I can't, <laughs> you know? Totally. So was,
0: there, Sorry, was, this, was this a job where um, you're sort of given a brief or given a task for a specific creative project and you designed and created based on the information that you received? Yeah. but that really wasn't the full picture and you had a review for this Mm -hmm. and got reamed out because of the rest of the picture that you didn't even know about.
1: Exactly. So there was, um, and you'll find this when you kind of operate within like a a studio standpoint where maybe there's conversations that a principal, um, or an XD might have that, um, you're not privy to. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of are left to whatever the producer or project manager can, can give. And so, um, maybe they didn't capture all that information, and uh, and maybe there were side conversations that happened, and I wasn't, I didn't know what those side conversations were, so I wasn't able to de- deliver on what the expectations were because that if the the information was never given to
0: me. So what led to? So did you leave that job shortly after that, or or where did where did that? You end know, up?
1: Um, I didn't. I didn't leave that job, not because I like Stockholm syndrome and I like to return to abuse or <laughs> things like that, uh, because it's, it's a, it's a company with great people. And, yeah. um, when, when you are at a company with great people, um, you are able to even call somebody out for that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and they take that with, um, uh, in stride and they'll yeah. uh, make their changes appropriately. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those cases where, um, we have to, I have to be candid with them and share like at least with my direct report, I was like, Hey, you know, that was a little bit tough. Maybe we can have uh, maybe a side conversation where it's maybe not in front of everybody, you know what what I mean? Like being called out for something. Um, And like, they respect that and they say, okay, that that's fair. You know what I mean? That's totally fair. And if you have a qualm or something like that, that's not air the grievance in the middle of the bullpen, you know, let's have a side conversation and, um, and just have a, a, like a candid conversation, but respectfully. So.
0: Uh, totally true. You know, coming out in front of your peers and just reaming you out over something, that's definitely not the, the best way yeah. to approach that situation.
1: Yeah. And that's something I didn't even mention that that's why somebody came up next to me like, hey, is that are you okay? Like, cause they, that was in the open. It was all the open there. Crazy. And uh, it's just like, uh, but it was, it's, it was one of those breaking points where you can just feel like, hey, everything I'm doing is wrong. Why am I yeah. doing everything wrong? But if you don't take a step back, I had to take a step back and like, man, I, I I could beat myself up to death with this, but I didn't know any of that stuff, and I feel like I did right. the best I could, mm-hmm. and that gave me a, a greater sense of of um, control over my emotions, especially because mm-hmm. it's easy to match. It's easy to match with that. A level of intensity but like well i didn't know that information before why did not you tell me that like yeah. you can easily rise to that level but like it was a great moment of self-control like i really like a paycheck yeah. so i was like okay
0: <laughs> yeah where you just didn't didn't battle back in the moment
1: yeah um and it's like biding your time too you know what i mean like because yeah. you have to be professional have decorum even when other people don't you know
0: yeah, and I almost think that there's not a lot of situations and and not a lot of people can clearly without emotion go back and forth in an exchange in that sort yeah. of situation, even and especially in that environment with others around, exactly. right? And and that's almost what has to happen is you have to approach it without the emotion because in a business, if there's a issue with the with the system that caused this to not go the way that somebody else thought it should. Yeah, You can't address that through emotion. you got to factually look at it. Here's the information I got. This is how the information was transferred. Oh, well, you should have received this information. Okay, well, how can we improve that next time? It's hard to approach it with that clear mind in that sort of environment and situation, right? So a lot of people would or should just listen, go, okay, digest it and approach it later.
1: Well, that too, it really taught me how to work with difficult people sometimes too. And yeah. um, understanding that when you work with difficult people, there's something at stake for them to some degree. And when something isn't, de- especially for principals, like, um, uh, if, if you are not delivering on that, it's a bad look on them. And um, that's not what I want to do is I don't want to deliver something that looks makes them look bad I want to make them look good. So mm-hmm. if they're coming at me hot, that means they're afraid that they're might the company might look bad. Um, and so I'm able to kind of dissect that and know that it's not about me. It's about, um, what the output is going to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's a little bit of a peace of mind that and go, okay, he's not really directing this at me right now, which is fine. Um, I can take that on the head and, um, we can regroup about that and make Mm -hmm. sure that we're giving the best that we can.
0: Definitely. Ooh, okay, I got to get a little bit more specific for this next <laughs> one. We're going to linger in the tough spot for a second, Bryce. Um, I, now wanna, I now want you to take us to a specific design or a project that you were a part of that did not go well, did not bring the desired result, crashed in the boardroom. Um, what was that like? How did that feel? Can you take us to that story? Oh,
1: my goodness. Um, <laughs> um, I, I can't remember the exact client and mm-hmm. I probably, probably be not good if I did. Um, but, um it's probably cause I just blocked it out. Um, but I remember presenting something to them and I think I just was saying, I think I said the name wrong so many times that it was starting to get embarrassing. And, um, I also misspelled a lot of stuff in the presenta- presentation. <laughs> and so it just was like this moment of like, don't, don't you can trust me? Just keep giving me money. I swear it'll get better than this. I think like <laughs> I, I I swear I'm more organized than what what you see right now. And um, the the client was super gracious, and um, they're like, oh yeah, just let's just reconvene on this. Like, uh, well, how about we schedule something for next week? Clearly knowing that I was like flustered and because i i I, like was presenting something i'm like oh that doesn't look right uh, um okay that doesn't look right either Uh, okay in the Uh, moment you're seeing it going uh, uh, exactly because because when you're the night before you're like i gotta get this done i gotta get this done like i i I need to get to like i gotta there's all that pressure and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and you get to the presentation you're like oh maybe i should have come through this a little (laughs) bit (laughs) (laughs) should have got up early and had a double check on this one exactly and um yeah, like I said, luckily the client was super gracious about that. And yeah. I, I like one of those things, again, that was in my control. And so, rightfully so, I, I got some of the heat from that and going, you know, I, I got the ball there. And uh, being able to swallow a lot of the pride and take a little deuce of, uh, deuce, <laughs> a, a scoop of humility, hopefully not a deuce. <laughs> <laughs> deuce of humility. <laughs> um, a little scoop <laughs> <deuce> of humility. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. man. Um, but yeah and be able to say okay you know i can do better than this and and step up the game and have share what i'm working on with other people to make sure that i'm checking stuff off and i'm making sure that the deck looks right
0: okay well don't tease us bryce you go in a week later to present again and to give me the rest of this
1: um okay so it's always crazy you know like when, when we because a lot of our clientele um there's a, there's a a myriad of people, a myriad of organizations. Like we can be working on like a theme park and we can be working on like crazy big corporations and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden we'll get like this nonprofit like thing in, and it was for this nonprofit. So what happens sometimes with nonprofits is that they, uh, they run out of money. (laughs) And so uh, with this, like we had all this stuff ready to go, ready to present. And they said, we need to pump the brakes on the contract because we're out of money now. And that's it. And that was it. So I was like, I didn't even get to no redemption. (laughs) Oh, no redemption. (laughs) Well, okay. So I do have a redemption story though. So there was um, a brand that I was pitching and uh, it was just sent to the the client without any context. No, No, they just, the producer just sent it along without having any context at all. And they said, this is because what the the, the design uh, system, the identity system, I developed very simple, very rudimentary. that had a lot of volunteers. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to keep it simple. Like, this is three letters in a box, okay? Like, in three letters in a box, you can, if you're creative enough, you can make this look really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, wait, this is bad. Give us all new options. We don't want anything to do with this. And uh, why did we hire you in the first place? <laughs> um, and so I was like, wait, 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 hold on. I'm going to make these new options for you and we're going to do this in person now. And so I was able to present and like, I was about to present the new options going, okay, here are these new options. Sorry about that, that debacle from before. And as I was about to present, I was like, you know what, that first option was good and it never got properly pitched to you. So I'm going to pitch this one to you. And so after I pitched it, they said that makes so much sense. That looks so great! Like we, I get it now. Thank you so much. And so yes. that was to be able to turn it around and be like, "Ha ha!" Like yeah,
0: exactly. You didn't even know how awesome this was.
1: Like you, you guys just like we just sat on a golden goose right here. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, but Bryce, that was what? that was cool. That was a nice redemption. That's a story. good one. The redemption story.
0: That was a different one, other than the nonprofit, right?
1: Yeah, it was. Awesome. It, it was yeah, a completely different plan.
0: Good. Um, what is something that you're struggling with in your design career right now?
1: Um, the biggest thing for me, honestly, is time. Like I'm, I'm just running out of time. Uh, mm-hmm. I wish I could just multiply myself, <laughs> you know? Um, and maybe that's a good, good problem to have. And maybe it's not, um, it's time in, in, uh, making sure that I can meet the needs of not only my, my not nine to five, which is the most important, but also, yeah some of the clients that I have on the side as well and making yeah. sure that their needs are met and properly communicating, like, look, up, like sometimes i with my nine to five, I have to go to like, um, much later and I won't be able to like produce something for my client. Mm-hmm. And I have to like tell the client, Hey, I, and what I, that's what I do as well with my clients. I say, hey, this is something I do on the side. This is my primary job. My yeah. office hours aren't normal office hours. You can't just call me at like nine o'clock and expect me to pick up. I'm probably in a meeting.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, And so the expectations are set, but it's still, they have, they have their own deadlines and they have their own pressures that they need to meet as well. So it's like, sometimes it's like, that's, that's the hard part right now.
0: Yeah. Trying to mesh mesh those and get alignment there so that you can still have that project that you really want to be a part of.
1: Yeah, exactly. At the same
0: time, nobody's being let down and nobody's being misled.
1: Exactly. And also reputation is key. You know what I mean? Because yeah. if you continually drop the ball, they'll be like, yeah, you like, thanks so much for your help. But it looks like you too's too busy for me. So yeah. And that's not totally. what I want.
0: Okay, Bryce, I'm going to turn this bus around. I want you now to tell me about a project that you've been a part of that you are the most proud of one that just makes your heart sing.
1: Oh My goodness. Um, I, I mean, I've had a handful which, because of the, the, the nature and what we work with, and a lot of nonprofits and churches and stuff like that. Um, but one that was really, really near and dear to my heart was uh, a coffee shop, just a simple coffee shop based out of Corona. It was the first specialty coffee shop in Corona. Um, mm-hmm. and this coffee shop, um, worked with the local rescue mission. And one of the things that, like, kind of was near and dear to my heart is uh, people that were homeless, and so. Um, the rescue mission brings in these people that are homeless and they give them uh, opportunities like where they will feed them. Mm-hmm. And um, there's like a rigorous kind of um, counseling sessions and stuff like that to get them back into society. And mm-hmm. the biggest thing that kind of prevents them to really getting reintegrated back into, into society is um, having a job because they'll go into a job interview and they said, and then the employer be like, Hey, so where have you been for the last five years under a bridge or something? And then you can be like, yeah, actually I've <laughs> they, been quite literally in, in under a bridge. Um, so with restoration roasters, um, this cafe partnered with that local rescue mission to um, give um, occupational training for uh, people that are trying to get out of homelessness and get reintegrated into society mm-hmm. so they can have on the resume. Hey, um, I was able to, um, manage a register. I was able to take complex orders. I was able to do inventory. I was able to do customer service um, and then give them another um, hand up really um, to get reintegrated back into society. And the whole brand behind that, I was able to do all of the branding. I was able to do the entire interior space. I was painting stuff on the interior. I built some shelves for it. Like this was like a massive pa- passion project for me mm-hmm. back in 2014. And it, it moved fast too. And um, the whole name, like restoring the lives of these people Restoring the the nature of um of the beans, like and the, and the whole thing, it's like a coffee beans kind of useless unless it's been going through like a refined fire. As these people are kind of going through their own refining fire, and what I did in that space as well was I wanted to use antiquated things that seemed like either been discarded and um, polishing them in a way that gives them new value, as well as like these people maybe you've seen before on the street, maybe like they look familiar. I wanted to, the place to feel familiar, yeah. but um, it still had value that there's still value in these things. There's still value in these people, even though they may be a little bit older, maybe they um, have up history, um, but they still have something to offer. And same thing with restoration. So we're restoring people's lives. We're restoring your day. Like, and so, and the proceeds, it was 100% um, profits um, of off the, off the top, the cream off the top went back to the mission. So,
0: man, what a cool story. And that's one of the things that I find you know, often think about is how to, to manage that process, whether it's, you know, homelessness, whether it's, um, you know, minor prison stints and things like that, where it's yep. like, how, like, these are still people that just made a mistake or were turned the wrong way or, or, or dealt a bad, like,
1: hand. Delta Delta bad, bad hand. So many people I've heard, they're just like, yeah, like my parents died and I had nowhere else to go.
0: Yeah. They're not throwaway people. How do we reintegrate? And hearing that, what a beautiful, beautiful way of doing that.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's been a cool journey to be a part of it. And um, just to hear the success stories too. Like we hear the people like saying like, yeah, I started there and like, now like I'm working for myself now, or like, I totally have a job now because I was able to to work there for a bit. And um, it's just, it's a huge blessing to me just hearing the stories, but also like knowing that we wanted to develop something that was not so cheesy too. Cause you can like Mm. go into this and like, people will just be like, man, this is just really low bar stuff, you know, like, uh, because it's for a good cause. And so the quality should be low. Right. Like, but that's not how we wanted to approach it. We wanted it to be like a really excellent place an excellent coffee that just so happened to be altruistic.
0: Love it. Yeah. I love that. That's beautiful. Well, Bryce, now you've reached the point of the show for the Ask It Forward question. This is where I have a question for you, for my last guest, and you get the opportunity to ask a question of my next guest. I'm not going to tell you who they are, but you can ask them anything. (laughs) So first up, my last guest was Brennan Berling from Wildfire and um, out of Omaha, Nebraska. And he wanted to ask you, what is one thing that you wish clients knew about design before reaching out or hiring you,
1: hmm, that's a good question. What I wish um, clients knew about design, um, I, th- I think that primary—that's <laughs> it. <laughs> I wish they, <laughs> wish I wish they just knew, knew about, about design. design. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because um, part of what we do is is not just make stuff, but to educate as well. Yes. And so, if you had to, re- if you had the opportunity to remove that process, and p- somebody just totally understood everything, like mm-hmm. they knew um, that it's iterative it's not permanent unless it's printed <laughs> like it like it uh it takes time and it needs um feedback and collaboration and that colors mean something <laughs> you know what i mean um and so you just want them to be educated about design like there's a lot of components about design so if somebody was on board with all that stuff they just would get it they'd get it yeah. right away and then it would make this process a lot smoother
0: 100 percent. yeah i couldn't agree more Yeah, Um, Bryce, what is the question that you would like me to ask the next guest for you?
1: Next guest. Okay. Um, So where are you wanting to go in your career long-term and how did you settle or what inspired you to come to that conclusion?
0: Mm, I like that. Where are you wanting to go in your career long-term and how did you come to that decision? Yeah. Love it. Bryce, you've reached the end of the Quickie Podcast, man. Thank you so much for being my guest today. This has been great getting to know you more.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, Dave, this is great. I had a great time. Thanks, man, for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, what an absolute gem we just witnessed together. I'm glad we could share in this moment. It was beautiful. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It was fantastic to spend some time with you. If you are digging what you're hearing here on the Quickie Podcast, please head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you are listening to this gem, and leave me a rating and a review that make me smile, that make me feel good about myself when I've had a hard day. But it's not about me. It's also about others discovering the joys of listening to the Quickie Podcast. So head over there and leave a rating in a review, please. And um, man, if you're not liking what you're hearing, then leave a rating and a review there too, because constructive criticism is always welcome here. Thanks again, and we will see you next week. Bye.